Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of MD Wannabe, a podcast created by seven med students to discuss the important and lesser known things about the medical school experience. My name is Ram and I'm joined by two other third year med students. Why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? My name is Needy. Hi, my name is Brooks. And the topic of this week is dating and relationships. Dating has changed rapidly over the past 10 years, with phone apps such as Hinge, Tinder, and Bumble becoming mainstream options. Additionally, for people who are constantly moving around or busy with work, dating can be extremely difficult to fit into a schedule. So to the co-host, what is your opinion about dating in med school? Yeah, so my opinion on dating in med school is I think that there's a lot of like hype that you hear going in, like you can date in med school or you can't date in med school. And I think a lot of people just have like really set in stone opinions, like about how hard it is. And so you hear all these different perspectives. Um, And so obviously my perspective is also just one viewpoint on it. Um, But I think really it matters like what your relationship is like with that other person and how much you want to put into that relationship. Um, And so if you come into medical school in a relationship, you know, and, and that's a good relationship and you communicate well with that person, then I think that it's like very like doable, like not nearly as hard as other people say. But, um, you know, if you come in and you've been having problems in your relationship recently or you're starting a new relationship in med school that maybe like you don't have the time for or you're not choosing to put the time into, then I think it can be a very difficult time to date someone um, or a difficult time, you know, to work through problems in a relationship. So that's kind of just my two cents on dating in med school. I would agree. I think that it is difficult to um, come in maybe single or come into a relationship. And those are two different perspectives. I think it really comes down to how much effort you want to put into your relationship um, or how much effort you want to put into dating. And that really will guide your relationship life or the single life or whatever you want to call it um, at med school. Yeah, that's like the same for me. I mean, I came into med school in a relationship for about a year. And I think one thing that surprised me compared to like having it in college is managing distance, especially being in a long distance relationship. Because I feel like with med school, a lot of people go out of state or if they stay in the same state, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's still long distance. So I I thought it was kind of hard to like manage that. And that was like something surprising for me when I first got into it. So I guess we can move on to another question. What are your thoughts about dating people in med sc- in our med school class in like general? So in my personal experience, I've had a couple of guys quote unquote slide into my DMs or whatever, and we've chatted, um, and it didn't really go anywhere. Um, Why is that? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> with one of them, I just really wasn't interested, or. Yeah, with a few of them, I just really wasn't interested. One of them I was, but the conversation didn't really go anywhere and it kind of fizzled out naturally and I don't really hold it against that person. If it wasn't going to work, it wasn't going to work. I personally, I mean, within our class, we've had so many people start dating and even get engaged and even get married um, after meeting each other in med school. And that's crazy to me personally, but I wouldn't be opposed to dating someone in our class. At the same time, a lot of our class is married or in a relationship. So, yeah, I don't really see myself dating anyone in the class, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I kind of take the perspective, and I'm going to say this in a G-rated way, like don't crap where you eat. That's like, you know, if you start something and then it gets all screwed up, you're going to see that person for the next four years, right? It's such like a weird perspective, too, because like, 
I don't know. I can't really speak how, like, different it is between medical schools, but at least at ours, I'd say, like, of the, you know, of the people in our class that are, like, younger and hang out with each other more and who are either single or in relationships and, like, going out on the weekends and stuff, which is probably at least, like, 50 or 75 or maybe even, like, 100 or more people in our class, like... I don't think that everyone is, like, super up-to-date on everyone else's lives. But, like, there is a degree of, like, people talk. And, like, a lot of people in our class are, like, pretty good friends with each other. So word just, like, gets around. And it's, like, I don't know. Like, I've, like I haven't dated anyone in our med school class because I've been in a relationship now for, like, three or so years that started before I got into medical school. Um, but just, like, it'd be kind of weird to be, like, under the microscope almost. Just, yeah. like, so many people, like kind of intimately know like when you started dating that person and like what's going on in your relationship and stuff like I have a, like you know I have other friends that like know a lot about my relationships but like they know about it because I choose to tell them about it and not necessarily just because like word got around in my class kind of thing and then when you start you become the talk of the town <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's, but it's easy to fall into that trap of becoming the talk of the town because I think just people in our class are like tired with med school so they want to hear interesting news about yeah people, want the, people do want the tea that's true. they want the tea mm-hmm. yeah i mean you can be quiet about it if you want to i personally have not told like outside of you guys and like mm-hmm. you know my close friends i haven't really told like oh this person from our class like slid into my dms or whatever like i don't mention that freely to everyone so i'm sure there's a lot more that's happened within our class we just don't know about it. So it's just who you choose to tell things to. Um, I mean, there's so many people in our class that have had feelings or things or whatever you want to call it with one another. And it hasn't gotten out unless they like chose to tell people. (laughs) And like, you know, with like the way that our class is, it's big enough that you don't know everyone, but small enough that like People turn into detectives and yeah. <laughs> try to suss it out. Yeah, yeah they mm-hmm. can figure it out pretty quickly. So, I mean, I, like I said, though, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I would hate to be, like, the next topic in the rumor mill or whatever. So you're saying you kind of have to keep it on the down low for the first few months or weeks or whatever? Yeah, until it's serious, mm-hmm. I say, I'd say, like, with a couple in our class, um, they didn't tell anyone that they were dating for at least three, four months until, like, it got really serious. And then after that, most of the people in our class found out. But Mm -hmm. they really kept it on the down low up until that point, so. Do you guys think there's also, like, a convenience factor? Like, I feel like with medical school, there's, like, a weird schedule with everything, and dating someone in your class who's doing the same exact thing as you might be easier than dating someone outside of it. Do you guys think that's true? Probably to a degree. Um, Like you're right, like, they're there, like, they're in the same situation as you doing the same stuff, but I feel like that's kind of a double-edged sword, too, because, like, let's say you were dating someone who worked in retail or something, and they were working, like, nine-to-five job while you were doing stuff, like, if they offered to, like, they could make, like, dinners or something like that, or they could help you out, like, with, I don't know, driving you to different places or picking you up or, I don't know, just doing small stuff, whereas, like, if you're doing the exact same thing, you're both probably super busy studying a lot of the time. So, like, you'd be in the same situation, but you might, you know, that situation might mean that you're both super busy, like, at the same time. So it might be a little bit hectic, but I don't really know. 
to play the devil's advocate. Um, I mean, like personally within my own family, I realize how some people don't understand what my schedule entails and how much work I have to do or Mm. how some days might be really busy. Some days might be a little bit less busy. And I feel like within relationships, like personally, I wouldn't mind dating someone who is also a doctor, also in the healthcare field, because they're probably going to be the only ones who understand my schedule or like really understand my schedule because they're going through it themselves. Because like, I, I don't know. I think like a lot of people wouldn't understand like, oh, I might have to stay, do my eight to five or like 8 PM to 5 AM shift or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and if someone's also in the medical field, they might be like, okay, I understand because I have to do that too. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. So one thing that I commonly see is like doctors marrying other doctors. And so I'm kind of thinking, would you want to have a relationship with someone in the medical field? Or do you have a bias against that? Say someone who's outside of it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like... I mean, you're already in a relationship with someone in the medical field. Yeah. Did so, that ever cross your mind? Like, It has, yeah. So Mary, my girlfriend, is um, pre-PA, and she just graduated. Or I don't really know if you would still say she's pre-PA. I don't know. She just graduated, um, and she's going through the PA school application process right now. So, like, she, like, is medical. So, like, you're right. Like, what you were saying, Needy, like, she, like, gets what like how often I have to study and why. And like, she's very understanding of that. At the same time, I feel like, like maybe your conversations are kind of not like limited, but like if you were to both like come home from a long day or like if I get home from clinicals and like she gets off like a 12 hour shift because she works in the peds unit right now, like we're both going to talk about medical stuff, which is great because like we can both understand each other and use language that like, you know, my, uh, like my dad or my brother like might not understand Um, to communicate with each other but at the same time like we also just might talk about medicine for another like two hours after getting home which I don't always want to do so it's like I feel like it's the same thing they probably understand you a little bit better but um, you know maybe just a little bit less like either diversity in conversation or something like that but I really don't mind it for me personally so I think it, it works well yeah I don't think I have a bias for or against it if someone's in the medical field and i'm dating them then great they'll understand how much work or how much time i have um they're not in it that's also great because i don't want to always be talking medicine or like Mm -hmm. talk thinking about school or work and stuff and if i'm with someone who's from the same field it would get more difficult also if i'd had to see my partner at home and then also all day at the hospital i don't know if it'd be good or <laughs> that would be yeah like a if disaster. i as a resident or as a future resident i'm dating someone who's in my residency program great we get to know each other really well because we're always around each other but also we're always going to be around each other so i don't know how i don't know how great that would be overall i just yeah i mean i think that you would want some time alone, your free time, and if they're there at work and they're there at home, you might not get that. So, I also think like two things for me. The first one is I kind of want to have other perspectives in like different parts of life. Like I don't want my whole life just to be centered around medicine. I think maybe having a relationship with someone in like engineering or finance or whatever, like you just learn about other stuff. It's pretty cool. 
And also, um, I kind of know like the amount of time and energy it takes to do medicine and it might be hard. Like even, I don't know. I haven't really spoken to many like doctors about their like marital life mm-hmm. for obvious reasons, but I'm, I'm just curious to see like how stressful it is when you're like a full on attending and having relationships with like another attending or another PA or another nurse, like how that would go. I don't know. There's a lot to it also. Like, I, I really could not imagine working like in the same department and then also like being around each other all the time at home. Like Mary and I don't work in the same uh, department or at least like I'm not rotating there right now. So like that would, I don't know, that would be a lot. Like I don't think I could, I could do something like that every day for like the rest of my life. But just like the being, like both being in medicine or like working in medicine, I would agree. Like it'd be interesting to like be in a relationship with someone who's like not in medicine but at the same time like I think that we both like I can kind of read her face and hers mind when we get home if like her face is just like I'm like I'm done with this day like screw this I'm like okay yeah like let's and I'm going to dinner and like not talk about medicine at all but I think that we like that is still an option like we can like she can come home and vent to me like if she's pissed off about something and you would actually understand it and like, like yeah. <laughs> you'd like, be like huh understand. like can you explain this all to-? yeah that's pretty mm-hmm. cool actually mm-hmm. i think like also um with the way that medical or being a becoming a doctor is like you can match somewhere completely far away like the match process still is an enigma to me i really don't understand how it all works but like I would want someone who would be able to kind of follow me wherever I go. And that sounds really like, I don't know, maybe odd. But I think that if I had someone who was like, say, an engineer or someone in finance or someone in a field that like you were able to kind of move to places pretty easily, that would be great because I would hate to be tied to someone, but I wouldn't. Never mind. Go on. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I would, it would be nice to have someone who's just able to kind of follow me wherever my path leads me. Cause I, it really is kind of up in the air. Like I could match, even if I like rank the Midwest in my top three, I could match up my number four in California and I'd have to move there. Like there's no other option. So having a partner who'd be able to do that pretty easily would be nice. Okay, so we talked a little bit about, like, relationships and people married in the medical field. Would you guys ever consider getting married in medical school? Just put me on the spot already, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, at least for me, uh, so with Mary and I, like, having been dating for three years now, like, that's a question that I think both of our families just, like, I don't know, hint at a lot and everyone laughs at it, like family get togethers and stuff like that. But, but you know, they're kind of like, <laughs> they're yeah, pushing like they're pushing, of course. Um, no, I mean, I think, I think that we both did a pretty good job of like, like expressing kind of what we both want and communicating. Like, I know that right now, like she doesn't want to get engaged, doesn't want to think about that. Like, that's something that like she sees more in her future, like farther along. And I think, a lot of that, like, I also do, like, I don't really want to deal with that. Like, in med school, it'd be, like, a huge pain while I'm, like, still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and get my life together. So I think we're both on the same page for that. As far as, like, 
would I ever do it? Like if I like in 10 years was getting engaged to someone, but was also in medical school at the same time, I think that you definitely can. Um, and I mean, maybe even like you would want to compared to like residency or something, maybe not like your intern year or something. And I don't really know all the requirements and I'm sure that there's differences between programs like with intern, uh, like years at different places, but like, I would have to imagine that getting engaged and maybe even married during medical school would be a lot easier than like PGY two, three, and four. Yeah, I don't know. I and see that. So at least from like an hour standpoint of how busy you are, like, yeah, you're busy in med school, but like, I mean, it's probably, it's probably smoother than what's coming down the pipeline for you next. So I think I, I get that, but at the same time, None of us are earning money. That's true. If we're all yeah, I, I still feel like, like a child. Like, you know? like I, yeah, mm-hmm. that too. But like, let's say like I was in a similar situation as you, Brooks, where I was in a relationship for three years now, and I'm in med school. I still probably would not get married. I don't think I even really would get engaged until after med school. Probably even after residency, assuming I don't do like neurosurgery that takes seven years. I'd have to. I would not want to wait until after that. But if it's like a three, four year residency, then yeah, I think I would get married after all that's done and I have an income because I come from a really big family and I also come from a really big Indian family. So like it's going to be a large and expensive wedding and I would want time to do all that. And I don't think I would find that time or that money (laughs) to do it in med school or residency where we're still paying back loans we're still having loans you started paying back your loans (laughs) correction maybe even i don't even think people are paying back loans in residency until afterwards so i don't think like until i'm financially stable my family probably would be against the idea of me marrying and i would also be against the idea of me marrying Mm -hmm. until everything is a little bit more settled down and um, I have my life figured out because right now I do not have my life figured out. So I can't like think about marriage or something like that. I also would have to have a partner to do any of this. So <laughs> this is hypothetical. Hypothetically, yeah. yeah hypothetically, this is a hypothetical was... dream man sliding into your DMs right now. <laughs> <laughs> marriage tomorrow. Marriage tomorrow. Um, if, yeah, if my dream man slid into my DMs, even today, I probably would not marry that person until... I was like 29, 30 when I'm done with residency and mm-hmm. having a salary that's not negative. So, yeah. And that's kind of for me, too. Like, I feel like it's like a financial thing. You want to feel like an adult, have your own house, have your, like, where would I get my money from my parents? No. <laughs> like, FAFSA? No. God, no. Like, the government's probably, like, lasered in on me right now for saying the that. The government's but... just waiting. Grad plus loans are just waiting for you. Like 7% interest or <laughs> Get a private 13% interest loan. What's another, you know, $250,000 down Yeah, the but, yeah, but that's, like, exactly the point. But kind of when you were talking about, like, the perfect time to do it, my roommate actually got engaged and married between medical school and residency. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of the perfect time to do it because... You're going to start getting paid, like, the next year. 
And you're also, like, done with all the medical school stuff, so you're not, like, stressed out with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like, a pretty decent time to do it now. I just lost a $5 bet because um, one of my my friends, we kind of knew that he was going to get engaged sometime in medical school, and we were placing bets on when, uh, and I totally thought it was going to be, like, basically after you get done with fourth year before residency. Did you do it in the middle of step one study? Yeah, or, well, (laughs) sorry, I should say not for getting engaged, but for their wedding. And so, yeah. He they got engaged like in the middle of step one studying, and he's gonna get married during third year, um, which is like incredible, like good for him. And I was just like sitting there thinking, I was like so sure that like maybe he would go for after fourth year. But I mean, I talked to them about it and a little bit about why, and it just you know like that that timing just kind of worked out well for him, That's and good. it's what yeah. they wanted to do. So like, I mean, everyone else's reasons are different, I guess is what I'm kind of getting at. So there's not really like one good time or one bad time, but I think you definitely can. And I think it's also, you know, you can't ignore the money part. Like you guys were saying, like that's also a huge factor. Yeah. It's not to say that people in our class haven't gotten married. Quite a few have even during yeah, that school. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, there probably would be even more people married had the pandemic not hit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people's venues and things got canceled um, throughout the month of May, and June and, July, and so on and so forth. But I think that, yeah, financially, for me, it just really is not feasible to get married right now. But that's not to say that people aren't doing that or maybe they are financially able to do it, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, good for all of them. <laughs> I just don't think it's it's just not for me right now. Yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting. Like when you're in college, like I, I don't I, I'll just speak for myself, but no one was married like. Every, oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't think I knew a single person that was married in my college. And mm-hmm. maybe that's not true for you guys, but for... Well, just coming from K-State, where it was like, I don't know, just... I don't really want to... I don't really know how to describe it, but there were a lot of people, without alluding to a single reason for it, uh, there were a lot of people getting married at, like, 20. No one that I knew at personally. 20? Really? Like, 20, 21, yeah, like, junior, like sophomore junior senior year like getting engaged getting married in that time frame Can you allude to one reason um i think that i think that uh there's a lot of like there's a very large christian and catholic population at k-state especially like just with it being rural kansas mm-hmm. um and i think that uh being catholic like i didn't really come from a background where it was like very popular to get engaged and married at like that young of an age but I know that especially from like the more Western part of the state and just, you know, even in uh, Christian and Catholic households, you know, not like in Kansas City, like it's still, you know, a lot of people do do that or are maybe either pressured by parents or it's just more, just more normal. Like they just see, you know, more of their families, um, you know, being started that early. So I think at least for the people that I know that got engaged and married that early, that was like kind of the reason why is it was just more normal for them. And they had seen that more in their personal lives. Um, Mm -hmm. Personally, I could not imagine doing that, but I'm not going to like sit there and judge them for it. I just think that that's probably the biggest like factor that I saw for people getting engaged and married that early. Mm -hmm. Um, In the Midwest, I think, while, like, the age of marriage keeps increasing, I feel like in the Midwest, people still tend to marry on the younger end. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you went to school on the East Coast. Which yeah, is, where like, the average marriage age is, like, 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
They're just trying to pay rent out there. They're not trying to do anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's too expensive to really even think about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And also, like, I don't know, like, here, just people, um, it's not very expensive to have a house in the Midwest versus in the Mm -hmm. East Coast. Um, Just, I, I see, I mean, I didn't know, like, personally, like, really close friends that got married during college, but I knew people who were getting married. So it wasn't, like, this completely, like, crazy like foreign thing to like hear someone at, in their 20s or 21 like early early 20s getting married so mm-hmm. yeah i mean the cost of everything too like after getting married like i mean you talked about the house which is definitely a huge cost but like i don't know like you could definitely you know people definitely do and can like have kids before getting married but and cohabitating and you know everything else but at least at least you know how i grew up the general expectation is, you know, at some point you get married, you know, you have a house, you have kids, you know, you this, that, and the other. And so, um, like, the expense of all that, like, of having kids, of having a house, like, you know, getting into more organizations and, like, doing all this other stuff, like, like you're right. Like, we're just seeing people do it older and older now, which makes sense because, like no, like right now, I'm just sitting hundred thousand dollars in debt in school, and like that is completely unfeasible. So I think just like kind of the family expectation that like <laughs> like the shot clock starts ticking when you get married for like having kids and all these other things. Like if that's what you want to do, like that pressure is probably just more upfront, and that's there. There's a huge cost tied to those things. So you're right. Like you're just so in debt and. I don't know if we want to talk about this now or later, but like, you know, just the, the whole like declining, um, like declining rate, uh, like birth rates and people getting married at an older age and everything I really think is tied to the financial aspect of that. So, you know, I actually have a pretty interesting question. It's like, you guys were talking about, you would want to either get like married after residency or at like some point where you felt you're stable, but for someone who, let's say, is single when they go into residency, how do you have the time to, like, start a relationship, manage it to the point where you could possibly get married, and then by the time you're done with that, you're already, like... Like, the only way you could get married, right, is if you had something in residency, but, like, you're working so many hours. How are you even going to manage that? I guess that's why doctors tend to marry other doctors. <laughs> I guess that, <laughs> that's yeah. Like, probably, yeah. If you don't have time to see anyone outside of the people that you see every day, those are the people you're going to date and see I mean it's no surprise that like a lot of the people in our like a lot of the faculty that we know are married to other faculty members because like, by the time you're done with residency you're out of like your prime you know yeah, <laughs> yeah and that, right? that's assuming you don't take any gap like you just go straight into medical school like imagine mm-hmm. if you took like a few gap years like you're way out of your prime when we learned in the repro blog that like anyone over the age of 35 that wants to get pregnant is considered a geriatric mom. <laughs> I I don't even know what my mom, like, I was like, what if I do a, re- like, a fellowship? Like, what if I go internal med three years, fellowship another three years, maybe I do another fellow, I will be 35. <laughs> like, yeah. it just, like, it's, it's wild to me that um, the term, first of all, the term geriatric mom existing was completely crazy to me, but then also the idea that oh, wow, a lot of us are going to be that age when we, if, like, if you don't do, if you don't marry or don't do any of that earlier, like, we're going to be that age when we're done with residency and maybe that's when we would want to 
have kids because we're financially settled down. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is a lot to take in at a 9 a.m. class. (laughs) (laughs) Just waking up with my coffee over here. (laughs) And the existential crisis. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I know, like, um, and I went straight from college to med school. Like, I didn't take gap years. And so... Like, I will probably be, like, the youngest in my class when I graduate med school or graduate residency. And so to think about, like, I'm feeling that way and, like, that worried about being a quote-unquote geriatric mom because I just won't be done with my training until then. I can't imagine how people who are older than me who took gap years are feeling when they heard that during our 9 a.m. lecture. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot to consider. Um, Plus, like... If you're trying to date in residency, who's going to put up with your crap, right? Because <laughs> like, there's look, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, let's go for a date. Sorry, I'm working from, like, yeah. whatever to 3 a.m. <laughs> like, how does that sound? You want to date someone that's, like, working 80 hours a week and then going to come home and probably has to, like, study and do other work at home another, like, 10 hours during the week. And they're just, like, exhausted. Yeah. And if they're a normal human being, probably, like, kind of crabby because they're so tired, like, all the mm-hmm. time. <laughs> like, doesn't that sound like a great, you know, fun job to date someone like that? But um, This might sound a little, I don't think sexist is the, and maybe it is the right yeah, word. Just go for um, it. Um, you can cut this out too, by the way. <laughs> um, I, so recently I was chatting with my uncle and he's like, you know, like, you're going to have to choose a field that isn't very demanding. And I was like, what do you mean? It's medicine. Everything is demanding. Um, he's like, no, because like, you know, you're going to have to like take care of the house. Like you're going to have to do things as a woman. And like he didn't mean it in a bad way. He, if anything, was trying to like criticize like how like the gender. How you're like expected are. to do those things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like it's it, it's not a sentiment that like he's not the only person who's ever said that to me. Like a lot of people in my life family and outside of that have been like oh like you should choose something that's going to give you they always say a good lifestyle and I agree I want that I want a good lifestyle I don't want to be married to my work but they also have this sort of implication that like you're a woman you're going to have to take care of the house take care of the kids you're going to have to do all those things in addition to your job so you should probably choose something that's more um that's less demanding and it's something definitely that I consider to do the opposite of. I, like, almost do it out of spite. Like, I want to just become a vascular trauma surgeon <laughs> out of spite because everyone keeps telling me that, like, these are my roles. These are – this is what I'm expected to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, like, it is something to consider. Like, I hope that the person that I end up being with would understand that my hours are so long. Mm-hmm. But what if they don't like what if they, no. it's just it's a different thing from y'all as men like i don't know if those expectations not that you shouldn't people shouldn't have those expectations of you to take care of your own kids but it's just different like yeah. i just don't know if i'm ever going to be able to satisfy that sort of like traditional mother or female quote-unquote role mm-hmm. that um people might be expecting out of me but do you think that shapes how you like kind of I don't really, like look for guys or like how you might like consider who you would want to date or marry? Like, do you look for people that you're like, oh, yeah, like this person could like this person wants to, 
either stay at home with kids or wants to like work a little bit less and might be around the home a little bit more like do you think that factors in with like when you meet people like how you assess them kind of oh yeah for sure if someone wants to be a stay-at-home dad i'd be like put a ring on it right now <laughs> like i want someone who's gonna who is willing to do the sort of more traditional like mother roles not that like like i said none of this like is really um I'm not trying to say, like, everyone should follow this or anything like that. It's just kind of how it's traditionally been. Other fields, if they're able to kind of have a lesser demanding job, then, yeah, like, that's something that I definitely will consider when I look for someone because I just don't know. Or if it is someone that has an equally demanding schedule, if they're willing to, like, you know, vacuum and clean and wash the dishes <laughs> and do all those things and not expect me to do it. Um, yeah, that that's going to be a huge factor into who I'm looking for and like if I end up with that person so what's kind of interesting though is like even like even in what we consider as like very time intensive specialty there's still like good parents and good moms and things like that you know it's it like I, I would just like, want to like ask them like maybe bring them down and just ask them like what was your like timeline and what did you do because obviously there's no good time in like the medical career to just like let's get married here and let's have kids here mm-hmm. but there's like still like good parents that spend a lot of time with their kids and still have a like medical profession. So. Yeah. And yeah. I think that like, I think a lot of people are going to, I know we personally know so many people that yeah. have that. It's just no one in my family is a doctor. Like you'd have to go to like a third or fourth cousin very distantly to find. Uh, so they don't really understand like the, the sacrifices you kind of have to make. No, no one in my, like there's, I have a huge, like I said, I have a huge family. No one has been a doctor so far. So they really don't have this sort of understanding of like, if I'm going to work this hard to become a doctor, then I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to do it just like, I'm not going to become a certain type of physician just so I can raise the kids at home. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a pretty deep discussion. You guys want to move on to something a little bit yeah. more? Sure, yeah. Apologies for making it so dark so fast. That was interesting, though. So, Brooks, obviously you're not on a dating app, and I hope you're not. No. Nope. <laughs> Media and I are, so... I was. I just want to ask: Do you use a do you use a white coat picture in your dating app, and does it actually work, or do you only like pick up pre meds? <laughs> uh, I do not pick up pre meds, but I just don't think that I don't think my like age range allows for people who are still in college. <laughs> you <laughs> like, haven't set it to like 18, 18 20. <laughs> yeah. I think my range is like maybe a year younger than me, a year or two max younger than me, uh-huh. and up until probably 27, 28. Um, and I, I think I do have my white coat on some, I don't have it on others. I, cause it has this, um, the logo of what school we go to on it. Yeah. So I kind of mm-hmm. get a little cautious of putting it unless there's a picture of me with my hair completely covered. Uh-huh. Um, I won't post it. Uh, but yeah, I do get, I do get people who like my, um, picture for white coat and then I get terrible, terrible, terrible pickup lines in relation can we hear them let's hear them i know you have oh my god you have them on your phone right i do do have them on my phone i can read them directly (laughs) off um uh it's oh gosh okay well 
they're not they're not great like that's the thing like if it was funny i would be like mm. okay like maybe this could turn into a match but they're usually really bad like they're just tired or like they're like bad they're, it's okay. like if you just googled medical like medical feel <laughs> pickup lines enter and then just so, said the first thing you saw i'll say that out loud and how about you guys give your reaction to it i'll so, rate them on one to ten right one to ten yeah. okay one All is right. bad ten is good Yes. Yes, okay. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one person said, how is it possible Maybe don't that... call out their name, but... <laughs> okay, this <laughs> one person... It's just first name. <laughs> this one person said, how is it possible that even during a global pandemic, your smile is the most contagious? And I'm like... Mm. Buddy, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> this guy Google like COVID, like, COVID pickup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so lazy. I give that. I don't, there were words, I guess, two out of ten. Two. Yeah. There are words. I'll give it. I'll give it a three because he didn't do like something super generic. Maybe he could. Okay. I mean, maybe he could have put some brain power into it. If that's possible. There was another one that like also. I think this one might be worse just because of the implication of it. They said that your smile is as infectious as C diff. <laughs> I don't know the R not of C diff off the top of my head. So like watery diarrhea from a hospital infection. <laughs> I know, like, oh, I know it's super infectious. I'm just like put a number on it at least. Like throw like, some math in there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I don't or I don't like my smile being referred to as infectious. I think now or C diff spreading bacteria. or C diff. Like, yeah, C diff is like really bad. If you just said your smile is is so infectious, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. But, like, after that, anything you compare like, it to, you're that's thinking medical. about just watery diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, C. diff is, like, the worst, like, bacteria to even compare it to. Like, I think the first one was better. Wait, what would you rate the C. diff one? Is it better oh, or worse? Two. Uh, this, is, this is bad. Yeah, probably another two. I feel like that man latched on to maybe a good idea with the infectious smile and then just just mm-hmm. too committed Completely to it. Like down like if, a, if a one is like something that's just egregiously offensive, like this is like a two. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Probably like subconsciously. You're just unconsciously. You're just thinking it about it so much. You're like, hmm, maybe I do like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, those are probably the two worst ones that I can think of. Um, any but, good ones? Have you ever had any good, like, white coat reference pickup lines? Nothing to white coats, but, okay. like... What's the most impressive one? That's a good um, question. Hmm. That, that's a good question. I would have to look for it, because it's, <laughs> it's be been a while. I'd be interested to see how Rom and I rate it versus you. Like, if you give it a 9, Rom like, and I are like... This was just a 10. And I'm like, Ugh, this, is a, this is a 1. <laughs> There's there's a lot out there. I think that like, gosh, I have to find it. I have screenshots of them saved somewhere, but you know, you send them all to me, so I'll just read them. If uh, yeah, that's fine. Let me see. Oh, this one was kind of cute. Um, I normally wouldn't chase someone, but I'd put on my Crocs. I put my Crocs in sports mode for you. I didn't think that was bad. You could send that to anyone, though. I know, but you can guys, just mass text that. It's so much better. The, the bar is or so for being low. Generic. If, the yeah, bar, that's true. if the bar is your smile is as infectious as C diff, this is the ten. <laughs> like, I don't like the standard is really low sometimes. But uh, here's one: Are you a bank loan? Because you have my interest. <laughs> I feel like that's one that you would get on like. 101 cheesy pickup lines on like that sits on someone's toilet in like their guest restroom or something. <laughs> I think it is hard to start with an opening line though. Like it really is. Oh, like yeah. this one person said, "Were you at Trader Joe's this past weekend?" I think it's I saw like a you. Stalker. <laughs> I love you. Finish. No, I finished it. I could tell you. <laughs> okay, go um, ahead. 
were you at Trader Joe's this past weekend? I think I saw you in the snack aisle. That was kind of cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay, now <laughs> the I first, Yeah, like the first part of like, wait, did they see? I wasn't at Trader <laughs> Joe's this at weekend. you at Maple Street? <laughs> I saw you through your magic. Walking north on 127th Street today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think like, yeah, the bar is pretty low with these. Um, oh, this one person, I felt really bad because like, as a med student where we weren't doing anything in the pandemic, this person was like, I want to say how thankful I am that you are on the front lines against this <laughs> pandemic. You are the real superheroes. Thank you for all that you do. And I'm like, I am pressing the space bar on Honky yeah. for two hours straight. I really am not contributing to anything. And I mean, there's been, I mean, a lot of people have been helping out with mm-hmm. the pandemic and like healthcare workers definitely deserve the praise, but I am not, I'm not part of that group just yet. So yeah. please don't thank me for things I'm not doing. Like, I appreciate the sincerity, but like, I've been sitting behind a computer in a dark basement for 10 hours Even a day. Even if you were like a third and fourth day. year, like, yeah, compliment yeah. me. <laughs> not a second year. Yeah, come on. Oh, this, this one's funny. Needy, you have, you have got a wholesome smile, two emojis, and a party attitude. I would really <laughs> like to ask you out on a date. Very formal. <laughs> I, yeah, the, the party attitude, I was like, I don't know how you got that from a white coat, a picture of me, just like pictures here and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one was an interesting one. I personally didn't think that one was great, but it was more that I was offended by the party attitude. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, though. Um, do you get responses with your white coats and do you get pre-meds talking oh, I, to you? I saw a funny pre-med profile that was just like, I think like on one of the prompts on Hinge, it was like, the answer was like, I want to meet other pre-meds. And then like, what are your interests? I love gen bio and chemistry. I'm like, oh God, it's like, this is a, this is a disaster. It's whole... X, X, X. Hey, whatever way you can network, I say go for it. Whether it's through a dating app or through something else. Like, I don't think I've ever come across a resident that I, like on any of the dating apps that I personally knew. But I, it would it, it might cross my mind be like oh maybe I could match with this person and ask them how their residency is going <laughs> not that I'd actually do that like not that I would network for that purpose but like I can see why if someone has no like no sort of like connections within the medical field they might use the dating app to get to know other pre-meds no I, I totally understand that yeah yeah mm-hmm. especially if you want someone going through the same things as you like we were talking about earlier if we want to date someone in the medical field or not I think so you're saying use Hinge to pick up pre-meds? No, because I don't have my age range okay, that okay. low. <laughs> I meant that, like, if you are a pre-med and you're looking for someone, let's say I'm at KU, I'm a thirty or a junior at KU, and I'm trying to find other people that are also pre-med to study with them, to study for the MCAT together. You'd use Hinge for that? No, I wouldn't use it, <laughs> but I'd understand why someone would if they, like, came from a background that there's no one like none of their friends oh, are to, like fine people okay yeah because like bumble has an app like an option where it's not bumble date bumble bff bu- yeah bumble bff and yeah. i think uh one of my friends when she moved to houston she used that to like find people at, like in houston that have also recently moved there outside of her work and like yeah she like became good friends with all of them so i i don't think you should use the dating purposes to network but i can see why someone would do that that's yeah. it I I would not personally use it for my own like for my own benefit like that. So yeah, that's understandable. 
Yeah. You're like, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> did you meet Mary through, like, an app, or did you just meet her? Like, an, I don't know. No. We like met, a normal person? The old people way. <laughs> the old-fashioned way. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, wow, you're real swell. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were both, uh, we met just in the kitchen at this party um, that we were both at, like, a house party, and we were just, like, got introduced, basically, Um through a mutual friend and it was kind of funny that we both realized after like six months of dating she like kind of remembers it and I like pretty vividly remember it somehow I have no idea how but like a year or two prior we actually met in um we actually met and it was just like really briefly just like basically got first name introduction but like I don't know how it came about that we remembered that we had met before but we did and the memory came like flooding back to me and I just thought it was kind of funny but um no we met the old-fashioned way so yeah in a kitchen in a, at a, party. In a kitchen at a house party exactly <laughs> I mean, that's how I met my first girlfriend so really? it, wor- it works <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but I feel like it works much easier in like college like when you're in school because you're just mm-hmm. surrounded by people like if yeah. you're like a like a working person I don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah. wouldn't date anyone at like work you, and you know? probably have some like I don't know, liquid courage at the house party too, instead of a work environment. I feel like that would just be stressful. Cause then it's super stressful of like, I mean, if we like, like if we met each other and like talked for two minutes and like, it was pretty apparent that like one of us liked the other one, but the other one didn't, you could just like go your separate ways. And like, even the rest of that night isn't even ruined. If you were to like do that at work and like hit on someone at work and they like definitely don't like it, that's just awkward forever then in that work environment. But I don't know. I think it's just hard to, like, really gauge, like, a person on dating apps. Yeah. Like, the prompts are, like, kind of generic. Yeah, like, you just seem cheesy if you, like, answer them, like, honestly. Not honestly, but, like... Like, very seriously. Like, if you're not making a joke out of it, it's, like, you just kind of seem, like, (laughs) a little little bit weird, you know? Yeah, and it's just, like, hard to, like, really, like figure out I don't know like a lot of people just aren't really good with their profiles I'm sure if I met them in person I'd be like okay this guy seems like or this person like seems really interesting I might be interested in dating them but on an app they might choose like they might not take pictures of themselves ever and they just have like three or four like not really great pictures picture with the fish (laughs) picture with the fish yeah like I helped one of my friends um like curate his bumble profile and it turned it had him like he got a girlfriend out of it and so i think that like having good pictures or knowing what you look like or showing your personality it takes kind of skills and that sounds really weird to say but like if you want more matches there's like you have to like present yourself a little bit differently other than with a picture of you holding a fish i feel like guys don't want to do that though like it just it's like you're putting yourself out there (laughs) but but isn't that the point of dating (laughs) isn't that the point like that's no no you're totally totally (laughs) right i'm not i'm not disagreeing the point's just to show off the gigantic fish that you caught (laughs) (laughs) that just shows that man will bring food home (laughs) you will have food on the table except that i'm a vegetarian so i would not even Um, yeah. That actually, um, that kind of brings us to that, like, you know, the coffee meets bagel. They actually did a study on, like, people in the medical profession and their success on dating apps. And, I mean, you want to, like... Yeah. You, you're the one who showed me that, right? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the So, yeah, the article, like, kind of basically summarizes how um, 
men who have an MD are more likely to get matches or likes on this one app called Coffee Meets Bagel than women with MDR. And this is, uh, I think, all heterosexual relationships that they were looking at. So it seems like that there's more appeal for a quote, like a male being in um, being a physician versus a female being a physician. And that kind of goes back to the topic that I was talking about earlier, where mm-hmm. it's like, um, with my family telling me that I should go into something more stable, mm-hmm. um, people might look at my, my white coat and be like, oh, she's probably not going to have enough time for me ever. Probably not going to say yes to her or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not offended by that. If you're someone who really values quality time and that's your love language, then I'm not your girl. <laughs> like, you're not going to get that quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to see that... Uh, men are more are considered more desirable or men with uh physicians that are also men <laughs> are more desirable than um women that are also physicians that's interesting mm-hmm. i mean there's also a little bit of bias because like coffee meets bagels like for people who are really wanting to get into like a and by yeah, the time you're like a physician you're usually like a little bit older like, you're not going to be, yeah. like, a 22-year-old doctor. I hope not. Like, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> you well, somehow you somehow our class average age first year was 21 years old. Do you guys remember that? Or 22? Yeah, was, I, was like, I don't think that was accurate. I, it couldn't no, have been. There yeah. are, like, at least half of our class has taken at least one gap year. And so it was, it was stated as 22. So it was, like, some background. They showed us, like, a PowerPoint that, like, about the average stats of our class. And they said the average incoming age of the class was 22. And I was like, you're telling me half, like, to bring that average all the way down to, like, 20, it was, like, 22.6 or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I know a ton of people who are not 22, so. And, I, like, a good handful of people that are, like, in their 30s. Yeah, like, which with is, kids, yeah. Which is, like, they're ha- like unless there's just someone who's, like, nine years old in our class bringing that down, I don't see how that's possible. But at the same time, if you were to sample the age in this room at that time, it would have been 22. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Our the three of us all went straight from college to med school, but the other half of our small group didn't. Yeah. So yeah. like the other four. Well, Keisha other three, no, other three, yeah. 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 So I think that stat had to have been inaccurate cuz I think I looked at like another um like the school like sent out a sheet of like the past data for like, people who are thinking about applying or something like that. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing the data now saying 23.7. I was like, that's way more accurate than 22.6. There's just no way that yeah. our class is that young. They might have been using the acceptance data, too, from, like, when we were accepted. That would take, like, a year off, probably. That that probably is – that's probably the case, yeah. Oh, so we would have been, like, 21, yeah. is mm-hmm. what you're saying. Because, like, yeah. how would they have an accurate number? Yeah, like they're not going to recalculate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you guys think the cheapest first date that you can go on is that, like, is reasonable? Like, a reasonable first date. You had a good idea for this one, right? Well, this is really, like, Keisha's idea. See, that, that's a good question, kind of going back to this, like, online dating thing. Like, I kind of slowed down on it because I was like, man, dating is expensive. And, like, to use these apps correctly, like, you have to be spending a lot of money which I don't have. So I feel like the only way you could do it is like if you did like Kyle's signature picnic date where you like bring all this stuff and like like to try to convince her that like your sandwich making skills are so good. Does he bring candles? 
I feel like that'd oh, be a Kyle to. move. And like wine and stuff. <laughs> it's on champagne and a like bucket full of ice. But then it comes back to like it's like the money versus time. Like I would rather yeah. spend the money than spend like five hours driving to Walmart trying mm. to. Put I would that spend together. the time. You would. Yeah. I thought you just said you had no time. No, but like if I want to do something like really sweet for my partner, I would. But a first, a we're talking about a first, first date. date first date, no, just spend mm. the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm also the type that it's like we can split the dinner. Like if we're going to like mm. an expensive expensive, I don't really. Yeah, no guy wants to like ask unless the date just went terribly. Like they don't want to ask that. Mm-hmm. It's not even. I would offer. I don't. This is not. A, this is not like a. Huge, but isn't that like, kind of issue. a rhetorical question? A little bit like. You want to split like, the you want to split the dinner? Nah, I got it. And they're no, like, no. I would inside. be like, oh, let's split. I wouldn't even ask guys a question. I'd be like, oh, we can split it. If it was another med student that I was dating, mm-hmm. no way am I going to ask them to pay for a hundred and twenty dollar yeah. dinner. No, you said one hundred and twenty. Where are we going on this first? <laughs> okay, we're going to a real fancy place downtown. <laughs> no, sorry, that was an exaggeration. Even if it was like, I don't even know what money costs there. It's like. That quote from Arrested Development, like, what is a banana cost? $10? Even at the, like, regardless of the cost of the dinner, I don't mind splitting it, especially if it's someone who's also, like, within the field. Like, I don't know. It's just not a big deal for me to split a dinner or anything like that. Okay, so you got the trademark, like, picnic date, which I feel like takes a lot of planning to do, but it's Mm -hmm. theoretically cheap. And then you also have, like, the coffee date where you both go there and get coffee and then try to figure out what, like, you talk about for the next two hours mm-hmm. or one hour, I guess. I don't know. We So when I met Mary, when we, like, talked, we talked at that party that we met and then we were both at another party, like, two weeks later and talked again. And I, like, wanted to ask her on a date without asking her on a date kind of thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we both had been talking about like how much we like breakfast food. And yeah. so I was like, Oh yeah, like let's like go to breakfast tomorrow. And so we went to breakfast the next day. We showed up to this diner and there was like an hour and 15 minute line. And I did not think to call ahead and put our name in. <laughs> so I should have <laughs> like, which, uh, so we didn't end up going to breakfast, which is actually fine. Cause we later found out that it's called, I think Bob's diner. Well, it turned out like a a month later on the news that Bob was a child molester. So we're like, okay, so I guess I guess the good thing we didn't go to the diner. It was the first time that either either of us uh, had been there, so we didn't do that. But then um, I think it was that night or the next night we went to um, Manhattan Hill, which is this like uh, hill that you can go to in Manhattan and it's just got like a great view of like kind of the downtown area of Manhattan, Kansas. And so we just like went up there and there's like a little like sitting area. We just like talked and hung out for a couple of hours and like, like it's a very different conversation than having a conversation in like a party setting or like a work setting or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the slept on first date that we went on is, uh, like going to somewhere like a rooftop or somewhere with a good view and yeah. just like, I mean, a little bit different from a picnic because it's not like you don't really bring a meal with you. Maybe mm. you get like a Sonic drink or something. But yeah. I feel like that's a slept on date, which is maybe a hard date to pull off with like Hinge or Tinder or something because you kind of sound like a serial killer. If you're like, <laughs> you want to go to this remote like rooftop that I know about, just yeah. the two of us and hang out for a few hours. I feel like that's either, 
I don't know. I just feel like that's creepy. But it's, of, like, nice but, with someone you already know. Yeah, if you've talked to him a few times before, maybe you work with them or something, like, I feel like it'd be a cool date. The museum idea that Keisha had is not a bad idea. I Ooh, think it's museum's like, a good one. Yeah, like, you walk around. You walk around and, like, just look at different art pieces together and you can just chat and whatever. Like, it's nice. I don't think that's a huge, like, <laughs> I see, like cost effect or very expensive thing like a guy mm-hmm. going to the museum like five times in a week <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, seeing your previous seen. date at the museum on a new day and they're just like oh so this is what you're doing <laughs> hey, oh you're a regular here sir man of the arts like <laughs> you know the description for this piece by heart do you come here often <laughs> <laughs> no but you could do that like mm-hmm. occasionally it's not a bad idea do that one yeah I mean if you want to go to a baseball game, as I don't know, as a first date, but baseball tickets are relatively cheap. Unless the team sucks. If the team sucks, then they are cheap. Yeah. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Oh. <laughs> sorry, keep what going. are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah, like a baseball game is it's better than a football game, which those tickets are real pricey. If the team doesn't suck. Yep. <laughs> Even if the team sucks, like, as far as I know, like... It'd still be it's kind still, of fun. Yeah. Like, there's, like, the... Um, they're the KC Monarchs now. They used to be the T-Bones. But oh, I know yeah. for a fact that they have, like, dollar beer night and, like, dollar hot dog nights, like, often. That'd like, be that'd be fun. a fun, like, first date. Because then you can actually, like, I don't know. If one of you is, like, a huge baseball fan, like, there's no pressure to really watch the game if the team kind of sucks. Yeah. So it's, like, it'd still be fun. Yeah, you'd have to go. Both people have to, like, not be super invested in the team. Otherwise, mm. it does not. <laughs> Not work out. (laughs) Or if one of them just hates baseball. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, even if you hate it, it's still better than really loving it and like being super invested that you're not paying attention to your date. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if you hate it. What if the date hates like baseball or football or something? Well, you just chat then. Like, you don't pay attention to the game. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. I feel like a first date that you could pull off, but it is tricky to do, would be um, like something like a physical activity like rock climbing or something like that because then it, it gets really tricky with like if you're at the same physical level like fitness <laughs> then it, it'd probably work out but if you're not then I feel like it would just suck for one person or both but yeah I don't know I feel like that would be if you're on the same level of fitness that'd be like a fun first date too that, that, that'll call out a all hike. the people who put I love hiking on their body. It's like, <laughs> let's see if this is true. Or the even more vague, like, I'm just looking for an adventure in life. You're like, are you <laughs> I'll really? I'll bring you on an adventure. How about this 10-mile hike with no stops? Like, Let's, yeah, let's sign up for the Ironman right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> are you the 5K on a Sunday morning type of person? Like, oh, my God. If you get to the end, you'll get a second date. <laughs> If you make this certain time. (laughs) Well, I will not be making it to the second date then. Yeah, please don't ever take me rock climbing. (laughs) That is not something that I physically would be able to do. Well, not even rock, just like the, um, like a bouldering gym or something that's like Mm -hmm. 15 feet. The point still remains. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, I think we've reached a good stopping point. Um, This is a really interesting discussion. Again, it's uh, Brooks and Needy, both third-year medical students and in our group of seven friends that are in the same small group here. And if you guys are interested in hearing more episodes, we'll be talking about different topics um, for each podcast. So Stay tuned for the Raid Shadow Legends sponsor. That's what we'll be pursuing. <laughs>
Definitely. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.